This is the author. 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 Penguin Random House Audio presents. This is the author. This is the author. This is the author. Writing a book is hard. Narrating your audio book is, well, we'll let the author tell you about it. Today in the studio. Hi, I'm Michelle Quo. My book, Reading with Patrick, is about a student of mine named Patrick, and this remarkable literary and intellectual awakening we experienced together in a county jail in Arkansas. He was a student in my class who was incredibly bright. Really quiet, and just had trouble coming to school. I really encouraged him to come to school, to write and to read, and we had this incredible year together where he improved incredibly. Three years after this, I've left Arkansas. It's a place where a lot of people leave. I agonize about it. I decide to go to law school. My parents are like, "What the heck are you doing in Arkansas?" And three years later, I'm in law school. And I find out from a friend that Patrick had gotten into a fight and killed someone. I was totally devastated. I was shocked. I went back to Arkansas to visit him in county jail, and I had discovered that his reading skills had regressed. They were worse than when I first met him in the eighth grade, and it's because he had dropped out of school the year after I left the Delta. The heart of the book is really about us. Reading together in jail for seven months, while we're waiting for his trial, and about the incredible agility and power of reading together and writing together, and it's also about me grappling with my own failures and trying to think about the legacy of racism and poverty in the Mississippi Delta. I think one thing about recording the audiobook that really shocked me was just how collaborative it was. When you're a writer, you're alone. You're in front of a page. You're rewriting the same sentence over and over again, and at the end of the day, you feel like you haven't done anything. It's funny to read the sentence aloud with other people in the room. In my case, Scott and Brian were so encouraging, and I really felt like they were listening to the story, and that made it feel less solitary and more like what a book should be, which is a shared experience, but not a solitary endeavor. One thing I realized while recording the audiobook was that I pronounce a lot of words wrong, like a lot of words. So, Chicago is not Chicago; it's Chicago, like names of trees. It's really funny how I can't pronounce words with R's and L's. I think it's because I'm Asian American, but I don't know if like it's racist if as an Asian American I say that. But I told my mother, who's on this trip with me, that I like. Couldn't pronounce rural, and she was like, "It's not your fault; it's genetic." So that made me feel better. One thing that I really love about doing the audiobook is that the thing I cared most about, the thing that made me want to write the book, was about the experience of reading and memorizing poetry in jail. And I remember when I was writing the book, I was like. Googling how do you create silence on the page, because that was really what was most magical about reading and writing in jail with Patrick. It was these moments of silence that are really indescribable that we've all experienced when we feel really moved by 
a line or a verse or a combination of sounds. So I was really surprised when I was reading the audiobook just how I felt a little bit of that silence being recreated through an audiobook, trying to slow down between lines, trying to get the sound of that poetry out loud. I really loved that part of doing the audiobook. It felt much more true to what I experienced with Patrick than perhaps even the actual print. So a dream narrator, all of the people I can think of are really inappropriate because my favorite narrators are like comedians. Like I really love Alana Glazer and Issa Ray from Insecure and the, you know, the girls from Broad City. But I, I don't know, like this isn't a comedy, so they don't seem right. Probably Michelle or Barack Obama would be my dream narrators for this book, but I don't think they were available to do it. So I did it. One thing about being the child of immigrants from Taiwan is that they were really afraid to read to me as a kid, even though they wanted me to read, because they didn't want me to adopt their accents, because my mom especially thought her English was bad. So reading truly was like a solitary experience for me growing up. Like it was something I did, and my parents had no idea what I was reading. It was a quote-unquote educational thing, but it felt like it really was my own world. It wasn't like math where they could monitor my progress or see my workbooks. It was something that totally belonged to me. My advice for the next author who is going to narrate their audiobook would be, one, you should bring snacks because your sound engineer and your director are going to tell you that they can hear your stomach growling. And it's very embarrassing. But after you eat your snacks, you should rest for a second because they can then hear you digesting the food. Uh, yeah. So when I was living in Arkansas, I had to drive vast number of hours all across Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee. And I would listen to audiobooks to keep me company. And I remember listening to... Tim Robbins read The Great Gatsby and it was like such a comfort to me to just enter this whole different world in my car Tune in next time to hear what happens when another author is in the studio This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio Thank you for listening